I got some great feedback from a dear friend who's a fellow coach who said that after listening to my last episode, Becoming You, that she was a little confused about what my program really was. She felt like there's a lot of different ideas and she wasn't quite sure what the outcome was of the process and of my group coaching program, Becoming You. So I thought what would be fun for today's episode is for me to show you what the process looks like using my former 27-year-old self. So if I was 27 again and I was going through this program, what that would look like for me. Welcome to Love Liz, the podcast that's all about inspiring you to be yourself, find true love, and live your purpose. This is for all of you seekers with deep desires who are struggling with your own self-worth and figuring out how to make your dreams come true. I'm your host, Liz Newcomer, actor turned Enneagram coach, human design practitioner, wife, and mama. I believe that who you are is enough to create the life and love you desire. Listen to find out why. I'm an avid journaler or diarist, if you want to be fancy about it. And I have many journal entries from that time period in my life. And I was looking at September 24th, 2008, when I was just over 27 and a half years old. And I wrote down my top three priorities. One, to be healthy in mind, body, and spirit. Two, to be a successful working actress. And three, to be a part of a loving relationship. So step one of becoming you is get clarity. This is where you set your intentions. You give a focal point to the becoming you process so that you have something to apply the skills and practices toward. I love that my 27-year-old self already had the three intentions set. The next part of get clarity is taking an inventory of your habits and patterns around those three areas. So if I was to ask my former self, if you want to be healthy in mind, body, and spirit, what are you currently doing? This looks like nitty gritty details. Like how are you currently taking care of your body, mind, and spirit? How much sleep are you getting? How often do you exercise? What's your relationship to alcohol and food? I would bring in human design here and say you have alternating determination, which means you do really well with simple ingredients and alternating between two or three different ingredients. Then in terms of being a successful working actress, how are you putting yourself out there? What does that mean? Are you taking classes? Are you submitting yourself to things? Do you have an agent? Do you have a manager? How are you showing up to those relationships? If you want to be a part of a loving relationship, how are you meeting people? What does it mean to be in a loving relationship? What type of guys are you attracted to and are you attracting? So that inventory step is not to look at anything with judgment. It's really to just get clarity. What am I currently doing? And obviously, if you're currently doing it and it's not getting you the result that you want, then that's when a change needs to be made. This is where I also introduce your Enneagram type because your Enneagram type is your habitual patterns. It's the motivation that drives all of your behaviors of thinking, feeling, and doing. So I'd say, okay, well, you're a type four, you're a dreamer, you're an idealist, and your focus of attention naturally goes to what is missing. So what you need to incorporate is your blind spot, which is what is actually present and how do I already have what I want? 
So I would ask little Lizzie, in what ways are you healthy in mind, body, and spirit? In what ways are you already a successful working actress? And how are you already a part of a loving relationship? It's interesting just asking myself these questions. I can think at the time I was working with a holistic health counselor. I was learning how to eat food that was healthy. I was running around Central Park. A successful working actress, I had just graduated from one of the top grad schools for acting in the country. I had an agent and a manager. I had many loving relationships in my life. I had so many deep, close friendships, and I was very close to my family. So already there was a lot that was going well. So step two is master your mindset. This is where you start to look at what are the limiting beliefs that you have in each of these areas. As an Enneagram 4, with that focus of attention being something is missing, the refrain is usually, I'm not enough, something is wrong with me, I need to be special. And so when you're focusing on the lack and the scarcity, and then what gets confirmed is that you're, you aren't enough. So I would take my former self through this process of transforming that subconscious, unconscious limiting belief, I am not enough, to I am enough, and seeking evidence that that is already true from there. This process is challenging because our subconscious runs without us being aware of it. And it always wants to pull us back to the familiar. So it does take concerted attention and effort to focus. That's why mindfulness practices like meditation is so helpful. The third step is feel comfortable in your skin. This is where I bring in the Enneagram vice to virtue conversion. It's just your favorite worst feeling depending on your Enneagram type. So if you're a four, your favorite worst feeling is envy. Again, goes along with something's wrong with me. Someone else has something that I don't. And that comparison mindset that drives these behaviors is called your vice. And your virtue is actually equanimity. It's emotional balance. So here we do some shadow work because it's not about eliminating the envy. It's about integrating the envy with the equanimity and knowing that in order to get to that emotional balance, sometimes we have to make space for the envy. Now, the envy will express itself unconsciously all the time. For me, it was a lot of picking at my skin, beating myself up, one night stands, comparing myself with other people, but to make space for that envy in a safe way so that it doesn't harm me or that I'm not engaged in activities and actions that are detrimental and destructive, it's allowing myself to sit in the discomfort of envy, really explore what that sensation is like in my body instead of just trying to avoid it or run away, escape from it using alcohol or any other distractions. Also in this process of feel comfortable in your skin, we would bring in the nine centers in human design and see where are you prone to conditioning? I have an open ego, which means this desire to prove myself. I have an open emotional solar plexus, which means I'm an empath and take on other people's emotions. I have an open spleen, which means that sometimes I don't always know how to set healthy boundaries. So looking at these open centers and clearing out the energy that you are picking up from other people through cord cutting meditations, through creating time for yourself alone, through exercise and moving your body, 
These are all different ways that help you to be more comfortable in your skin so that whether my former self wanted to be healthy in mind, body, and spirit, (laughs) everything in this step is about that. Step two, to be a working actress, there's a lot of discomfort that comes from that. It was really easy for me at the time to compare myself to where my grad school fellow actors were and how they were doing, but that wasn't actually helpful for me to take action on my own path. And then in terms of my romantic relationships, I wasn't comfortable saying no on a date because I was trying to people please and give them what they want. So this step is probably the most important and necessary step of all five. And then from there, step four is build confidence. And this is really action oriented. And it's also repetition. It's about practicing things. Now that you're able to feel comfortable in your skin moving through challenges, then you're able to take aligned action to what you're manifesting. So this is where we look at the specific actions that you took before when we're looking at that inventory that aren't working for you anymore. So part of it is about doing less of those things. An easy one is just drinking less. It could even be try going without alcohol for a month. Actually, one of my type four clients who just turned 30, she has a lot of similar challenges that my former self had at that time. And she did 100 days without alcohol. And she felt so confident, so clear. So these are the type of actions that may come up in this step. Regarding dating, it could be, well, definitely stop having one night stands. Maybe stop going out to bars to meet guys. Where else could you find the person that you're looking for? What are things that you like to do? Can you take yourself on a date? Do you want to go walk across Central Park, get a coffee, go to the Met, walk around, and maybe you'll find your person there? Another one of my clients who was in the Saturn Returns period wanted an apartment in Chelsea, and she wanted to pay a certain price. And the actions that she was taking to look for that apartment was to go on street easy. But what she told me on our coaching calls is she's like, I feel like the way that I'm actually going to find my apartment is just through walking around and seeing something or someone sees me. And I noticed that there's an apartment for rent in that building. So I gave her a challenge to get off of street easy, even though that was the way that she was trying to make it happen, trying to take control of getting the apartment that she wanted. And we looked at her human design and she is a projector and projectors need to be seen and recognized and invited. I said, why don't you get out on the streets and let yourself be seen? And that's exactly what she did. And on day eight of the challenge, she was walking in the neighborhood that she wanted to be in and a woman came out the door They said hello, and then my client said, hey, do you happen to have any openings in this building? And she did, and it was in her desired neighborhood at the desired rent price that she wanted to pay. It had plenty of light, and she manifested this not by doing what she thought she had to do or what she had been doing in the past or what she was supposed to do, but by tuning into her own unique energy and her intuition of how it was going to happen. So that's what this build confidence step looks like. The final step is set yourself up for success. This is where my clients create their own guidebook, their own map, because the steps and the skills that they've learned throughout this process can be repeated in the future. 
Look, I'm going to be completely honest with you. What was so interesting to me when I was looking back at my journals from 16 years ago is how cyclical these patterns are. And that's what the Enneagram is. It's these cyclical patterns that happen over and over again. And I was like, oh my gosh, in so many ways, I'm still in the same place that I was at the time. The difference is that I now know how to get back into the flow of life, how to come back to myself, how to be myself. I have the tools, the skills, and the practices that really work for me so that when I do go to those places of beating myself up or... I just finished Mardi Gras and I was drinking every night and I was eating king cake and my dad's cooking and I gained five pounds in like four days. (laughs) And I was like, okay, well, now I know exactly how to come back to myself and I don't need to stay in a perpetual state of shaming myself. I can enjoy Mardi Gras for what it was. And now I can also enjoy, I just went on a three mile run. In the step of set yourself up for success, you have this map of your Enneagram patterns, of your human design. You know where you get stuck. And now you have the specific practices and tools to get yourself back on track, no matter what it is that you're looking to manifest, what dreams you want to call in, what you want to change. So if I had that at 28 years old, I am curious to know as to where I might be now, if I knew this then, and no regrets, I love where I am right now in my life. But maybe actually what I want more than anything was to just have been more present and enjoy that time period because it is such a beautiful time period. Transitions are the scariest. So even if you're not 28 to 32, if you're going through a transition right now, if you are going through a divorce or you hate your job and you want to actually do work that lights you up where you're sharing your gifts with the world, this is a fertile time. And you can use this process no matter where you are in life. I'm literally going to take myself (laughs) with what I currently want through this process as I'm guiding my clients. I hope this podcast resonated. I hope that it brought to life some of the concepts and practices that I laid out in episode 18. And until next time, love. Liz. Okay, so we are less than a week away from becoming you. So if you are between the ages of 25 to 32, I would love to guide you through this process inside my group coaching program. You can click on the link in the show notes to apply. We're going to have so much fun. It's an incredible group of young women who I just adore hanging out with regardless. And if that doesn't describe you, again, I am so passionate about this work and I want to help you use the Enneagram and human design in whatever you're being challenged by, where you're stuck right now in your life. So please reach out. Let me know how I can serve you. Thanks so much for tuning in.